if you're determined to succeed, you will succeed in the BDR SDR role. If you know you don't put much effort into it, or if you're not willing to make those dials or send those emails, you're probably not going to succeed. Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. I'm excited to have Olivia Huff, who is the customer success lead at Canopy. Canopy is a revenue leadership hub based here in Indianapolis. They connect, analyze, and actively monitor every data point across your revenue team. So they basically have this really cool plugin that sits inside Salesforce and pulls out all this really uh, cool information about what's going on in your sales cycle. And I wanted to have Olivia on the podcast today because her and I had had a conversation um, as I was a prospect and she was talking about uh, her experience of becoming an SDR and being at a local company here called Octave that would go on to sell to Conga. And she said she was a teacher and she worked at a hotel. And I said, wow, um, that's really exciting. And so we started talking about her experience. And the thing and the reason I wanted to have her on the podcast is because I think it's really fascinating and it takes a significant amount of courage to be doing one thing, doing one type of career and then totally doing a 180 and doing a totally different career, specifically if that career is um, considered by outside parties as being very honorable. Maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a nurse. Um, nonetheless, I find it super fascinating for people to be going one direction, stop, go another direction. You're going to love her story. Excited to have her on. Let's get started. So it, it, the first semester went down, uh, but something just was not clicking whatsoever and had lots of conversations with my family, my fiance at the time, and um, just let them know, you know, like I'm 24, 25. I want to be able to have conversations with people my own age. I want to, I want to talk about life. I want to talk about, you know, careers. Um, I want to network. I, you know, I have such high ambitions for myself. I just felt like I was completely stuck. Um, so that's whenever I started looking into uh, the tech world. My fiance was actually um, in the indie tech scene for a while. He's a software engineer. So he kind of got my interest in that department. So I you know, started applying to all of these different positions. Um, there was a startup couple years ago called Octave. He actually worked there, but um, they had been acquired by Conga. So they had a couple positions open, a business development representative, and I had absolutely no idea what that included. I had no idea what a BDR meant, what it stood for, what you did. But you know what? I went ahead and applied and um, I was just going to take that leap of faith. So after, I guess I would say, you know, 30 to 40 job um, interviews and uh, resumes, resume stuff and all of that fun stuff, I um, ended up accepting a position at Conga and, you know, really took that as my first real big, you know, real big stepping stone, my first big girl job. And I was just, you know, planning to smash that out of the park which um, I guess this is why I'm talking today because, you know, if I, I don't, I don't think if I would have taken that next step in the tech world, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't be where I hope to be, you know, in the next, you know, five to 10 years. Let me ask you a couple of just uh, quick questions in, in hindsight. Is there anything that you would have done different um, 
in the, any of those decisions that you made over that short period of time? Um, to be honest, no, not at all. I think every position, every path that I have done and every experience that I have done has led me to where I am today. There have been some extremely hard times in the, over the past, you know, three to four years of the career transitioning and happiness and, you know, where do I want to be in life? And, you know, I don't, I don't think I would have changed anything. Maybe if I would have changed one thing, it would to be go back to go back to college, you know, find what I'm passionate about and then, you know, continue from that. But obviously can't go back. So this is where we are now. <laughs> can't go back. You can't go back. And I'm having a conversation with my, my daughter who's getting ready to go to go to college. It's, you have such a small, I think one of the challenges when it comes to most people are in sales, mm-hmm. never aspire to be a salesperson, right? There's a lot of accidental stories, kind of like, kind of like yours that gets you into sales. But when you're a, when you're a student or you're a kid, your world's just really small. And sales isn't typically a part of that world, right? You know, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, kind of high profile positions, but you just don't have a lot of experiences outside of the involvement that you have with your direct uh, contacts, right? Your parents, your teachers, uh, maybe aunts and uncles, uh, friends, parents, but you just don't have a big, you don't have big access. And I think that's one of the things that have, you know, one of the things that happens is your world gets bigger and then you start kind of understanding how you're built and who you are. And then it allows you to make better decisions. In a lot of cases, it leads people to selling because selling can make people very happy. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, another fun fact, I um, grew up on a small farm um, in Southern Indiana. So I was super big into agriculture. My entire family is, have always had a huge passion for agriculture, but you know, that's just what I grew up with. I had no idea that there was another world of selling and, uh, you know, tech or (laughs) anything along the lines of that. I would have never guessed, you know, at 10 years old, I would say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to be an account executive or I'm going to be a business development rep, you know, just never in a million years would I ever thought that. Um, that that's a, well, it's just awesome how these how the world opens up and you get you get older and you get more experiences and you're able to make uh, you know figure out what you figure out what you like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, speaking of figuring out what you like and then ch- the kind of changing scenery, tell me a little bit about the role. Kind of so you move from the BDR role um, there at Canopy and you're moving into a client service role. Why don't you share a little bit about that because that sounds exciting, and then we can hop into kind of how COVID has changed sales and client interaction and just the, the world that we're in today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I think I stopped at, um, whenever I was a business development rep, I was at Conga. I did that for about two years. Um, tried, I think I was my first month, like 900% to quota. <laughs> so that was fun. I, like I said, I tried to just be the biggest sponge ever there. Um, so I did that for roughly... Yeah, two years. Do you miss that role? Um, I definitely don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss the 100, 150 dials a day and all the emails and all that fun stuff. But um, I do miss the connections and the conversations that I had and just the opportunity to just learn from the bottom up. I think everybody should be a BDR if they ever want to, you know, start at start small in an organ- organization. Um, so I would definitely that's my biggest advice is start small, be a learning sponge and just grow with the company. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I did. And unfortunately, there weren't many opportunities for me to move within Conga. So that's whenever I joined the Canopy uh, family here. And that's that was my first step of being an account executive. Did that for um, a few months. 
And, you know, I really found a liking in it. I just, they had a customer success position uh, pop open, or they wanted to fill this type of position. And I said, hey, I love talking to people. I love clients. I love our customers. Um, I just, you know, I just wanted to change. And I, you know, going to be a rock star at this. I'm already telling myself, I told you, I think before that I have uh, high ambitions for myself. And I think this is going to be a good next step for me. That's that's awesome. Well, how how has COVID changed? You know, even what even though you're in a client support role, you're still you're still selling, right? You're mm-hmm. still yep. presenting. You're still trying to bring the client's future into the present. Uh, yes. Whether you're doing that as a, a salesperson with a with a bag and a title, or whether you're doing that as a client success mm-hmm. rep, it's essentially the this the same thing. Is that you're continuing to to help clients make the future what they could be in the future reality today. So how has that been impacted with COVID? Like, well, has COVID changed that relationship with your, with your clients? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, you know, coming from my perspective, I feel like what we are doing now is the new normal zoom meetings, zoom calls, um, you know, sending over calendar invites. I was doing all of those things beforehand and now I think it is just our new normal. Um, it's it's great to you know put a face to the name, especially if you're on the Zoom calls, and maybe you don't want to you didn't put your you didn't make your hair that day or put your makeup on or whatever. But it is so great to just pop on that Zoom call, have your video showing, you know, say hi, friendly face, you know, have a warm welcome, and um, just you know try to be as friendly and happy as possible whenever you're on those different calls. Based on the conversations that I've had with people on the same subject, there's kind of a level of transparency and authenticity that's been added because of Zoom. Like all of a sudden you're not in the office, you're not dressed up. Some people may not be doing their 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 makeup. What do you think that's done to the sales cycle? Is that created or to the client cycle? Does that create better relationships because your client in your opinion because your clients feel like you are uh, more open and transparent, or do you think that it creates kind of the opposite? Like you bright, you know, you don't have a baby, but hey, crying baby gets on this, you know, <laughs> on a screen. Does that hurt the Does that hurt the relationship or help the relationship? Yeah, I think it honestly may be different for everyone. However, I think it is it has brought the human the human life to sales. Um, everyone has, not everyone, but, you know, people have kids, people have dogs, people may not feel great that day. They don't want to get ready as much as they, what they would in the office. So I really just feel like it is just creating that, that connection and that relationship of, okay, let's be open with each other. Let's, you know, let's just share how our day is going or where are you at today? If you're, if you have snow or if you're in the palm trees, you know, I think it's just creating that relationship of, um, being a human, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's a Daniel Pink book that says to sell as human, which is yes. essentially about, I believe it's about transparency and interaction and interaction. Um, so, so has that changed your, obviously personally, there's been different, uh, COVID's impacted how we sell, right? So we got zoom meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a higher level of, uh, technicality that's occurred that you're having to, having to sell with tools. Some of that, if you've been a BDR, that's easy, right? Because you had your sales loft or your outreach and you had your dialing applications and then you had all these tools, but there's this kind of extra level of tools that your client now has that they may not have had. 
And so now we're bringing some transparency and some openness to, to the, what is new, the new office, which is everybody being at home. Has that changed your sales strategy at all? Like how you guys sell as a company? Has, has COVID changed that? Um, to be honest, so whenever I first joined Canopy, we didn't, you know, I, along with one other um, individual, were the first sales reps um, at the company. So we didn't have really any softwares or solutions to help us out with that selling, selling process. Um, but over the course of the uh, following couple of months, you know, we really sat down, discussed what we needed as a, as a team to succeed. What did both of us use in the past that really helped one another? And I think if we have that transparent conversation with your team and with your coworkers, your colleagues, anybody along the, those lines, I think you're going to set your team up for success. Um, although things may be different and things have changed so much between being at home versus being in the office, I think, you know, I think we can, this is the new normal. Like I said, we can make it successful if, as long as we try. How long have you got, I guess one of the things that I may have taken for granted in this conversation is your company's um, relatively new, right? You yes. guys have not been doing, okay. So it's not like you had established sales processes that have been, that COVID wreaked havoc on, right? You guys are sort of putting this together, COVID hits, you guys have to make some slight adjustments. Um, you didn't have 200 salespeople that you guys had to move off often on different products or shift your sales process around. Nope. Nope. Um, so yeah, we are fairly new. Um, so it was just me and then this um, one other individual, like I said, and we just came in um, with, you know, I guess an open mind and um, just trying to do our best to get through these next couple months and help the company grow as much as we can. What would you say is like one of the teaching lessons that you, or what would you teach somebody to be a successful um, SDR? I know that's kind of in your back pocket. You're transitioning out, um, yeah. but you know, coming out of that role, what's what's one takeaway? If you're a if you're a sales development rep out there today, you're listening to the podcast. What's the one thing that you would uh, want to bestow on a new sales SDR? Yes, that is a great question. I've thought about that a lot, actually. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think it's, you know, make so many dials a day. It's definitely determination and ambition. If you're determined to succeed, you will succeed in the BDR SDR role. If, you know, you don't put much effort into it, or if you're not willing to make those dials or send those emails, you're probably not going to succeed. So, you know, I think it's super important to just jump in. Like I said, be a learning sponge, listen to your, your other colleagues, hop on zoom meetings, whatever you need to do to help yourself succeed. And, you know, just having that determination is super important. That's, no, that's great. That's great advice. Um, and that's determination and ambition. That's something that's really found itself almost in every one of these, uh, yes. every podcast that we we've done. Um, let me, let me ask you this kind of, as we transition to the, the end of our time here, what is the one thing that you are like ultimately passionate about right now as it pertains to your job? Yes. Uh, the one thing that I am most passionate about right now, um, probably would be two things. I know you said one, but, um, number one is creating and maintaining that client relationship. I, as you can tell, I, I love talking. I, you know, I love, Love creating those relationships and just want those to last um, and, you know, just continue that the, that success of, you know, that client and that relationship. 
And then number two, I am super passionate about creating things. So creating content. Uh, right now, we don't have um, you know too big of a process on the customer success side of things. So I'm finding it so much fun and you know, so I'm just so passionate about creating things and, you know, taking the the client relationship and then building the content for them. So super excited to dig in more into that and uh, just watch, continue to watch that grow as well. Man, doesn't Olivia have such a unique journey into sales? One of the reasons why we had her on, because it was really timely, because we had just talked to Fiona, where she talked about moving from sale or from nursing to sales. And um, there's no one path to success and there's no one path to sales. Um, I think ultimately making those decisions about doing one thing and changing and do another specifically as it is into, as it goes into being a salesperson is really exciting. And I'm so glad that Olivia shared that um, with us, uh, particularly excited that she shared her thoughts around how they were able to pivot in the midst of all the craziness in 2020. So, so glad that you guys got a chance to listen to these stories. I hope that they inspire you. Uh, sign up for our newsletter at monsterconnect.com forward slash podcast. And remember, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can. <laughs> <laughs>